Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we have a special guest back on For the Girls, my best friend, Allie. And yes, this episode is early. It's meant to be released on Monday coming up, but we couldn't wait. So you girls are getting it a few days before on Friday. So Allie was on the show back in May on my episode titled Girl Chat, Spill the Tea Stories, Love Languages, and UTIs. Now was tea spilled in that episode? Yes. Yes it was. But if you can put two and two together from the title of this episode, then you already know the tea on this one is much, much hotter. I'm going to let Allie make the formal announcement in the interview because this is her moment, but let's just say this is my most raw and real episode to date. Allie shares the unspoken reality of unplanned and unexpected pregnancies when you don't even know if you ever want to have kids or when you think you're sure that you never want to. 
The things talked about in this conversation are definitely considered to be taboo on the topic, but it just makes you appreciate the vulnerability of this conversation that much more because it just goes to show that not everyone's situation is rainbows and butterflies. But Allie is so strong in her faith and that's exactly what this is. A story of faith and trusting in divine timing. And I am completely honored to be the one who gets to share that story with her. So let's get into it. Okay, Allie, 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 welcome back to For the Girls. I'm back. Are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm excited because this is so different than what we did last time. And it's like two totally different experiences. (laughs) I mean quite literally and it's funny because the last time that you came on in may the episode is girl chat we said we were going to have you back on for another episode we were like we gotta do this again you gotta come back and here we are one sooner than you thought and two for a different topic than we thought as well yeah we were gonna expose the girls we were gonna expose the girls in their heart i literally set my hinge to be a prompt um, for this and somehow we ended up here <laughs> and now you're not even on hinge no hinge is gone forever. <laughs> forever how life has changed in literally two months wow that is and you know what we have it all we have all the receipts we have all the proof like we literally have everything that there is to have in regards to like looking back on this journey and speaking of that first things first I actually want to play something for you yeah I don't really know the whole concept of pushing a child out is so painful to me like my I get weak in the knees and I don't get weak in the knees about anything else that is my one and only fear of like you know I want a bajillion children and like I feel like I, in my head, I'm like, I would love to have literally three or four kids. However, I do have a little bit of a fear of pushing them out. I mean, a lot of people say it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure it's beautiful, but I I don't see it as beautiful for myself. Like, I love that you brought life into this world, but I, uh, you're shitting on the table. You are literally spewing out blood, I think. And then you have a slimy human that just crawled out of your stomach like that is the craziest shit ever you know what I have an episode I I um had a guest come on and she talked about having like a wonderful birth experience well I'm definitely gonna need to listen to that if I ever decide I want children (laughs) that episode came out on May 1st and here we are today and why don't you at least make the formal announcement? Why don't you just say the thing? Yeah, okay. Well, um, 23 days after we uh, shared that episode, I got pregnant. <laughs> there is a, I am carrying a, a small child that is, I think, almost two inches large. Holy shit. And aside from the episode, because you know me, I have to like pull out all the receipts I went into our dms and on June 10th I sent you a meme that said when I see a 28 year old with a baby I'm like wow respect to these teen parents and you were like LMFAO seriously (laughs) it was so far out of reach for me like I genuinely 
up until when I got pregnant, I didn't know I was pregnant for like weeks. And during those first few weeks, I'm looking back and I remember having different conversations around children. And I remember saying, you know what, maybe I do want kids. Well, there was already a child inside me. So I'm sure like hormones were changing and and my body was telling me things without me even realizing. But before that, it was like a hard no. I've always said since I was little, I don't want kids. Like I don't want kids. I don't want to care for them. I've never held a baby. That's how much I did not want kids. I don't look at kids and think, oh my God, you're so precious. I've never, well, yes, they're beautiful, but like I've never once had baby fever. I don't even know what baby fever means. Like, do you look at a baby, get a fever and are like, yeah, I want, I want that baby right now. Like no, I just, there's never been that desire. I feel like I have no maternal instincts. Like I have my dog and my cat that I love, like as if they were human beings, and I'm sure I will love this baby, but I still can't see myself as being a mother. Cause I feel like I'm 12. I know, but I do give you credit because I've seen your change of heart happen naturally and I know you still say you know that you're still scared and that maybe you don't believe that you naturally have a maternal instinct and that you never had that baby fever that everybody always talks about but they always say like great now I am gonna butcher it like they always say that here I go butchering a quote but they're like God doesn't call the prepared he prepares the call uh, did I, I fucked it up god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called okay there we go <laughs> that's that's the one so with that being said I do think that you are you know stepping into that like qualified you know and who am I to say what's qualification or not but it's more just like I'm seeing that natural progression that change of heart and and it's genuine and like we'll get into all that we'll talk about that but like you said you never even held a baby you had this mindset of like not wanting to have kids why was that was there like a reason did you have like whether it be a trauma or an experience or was it just something that you felt like you weren't capable of doing I don't think I thought I wasn't capable. I think I'm a very selfish person and I love living how I want. Like when I want to take a nap, I want to take a nap. When I want to eat, I want to eat. Like I'm not someone who ever revolves my schedule around anybody. And I do what I want when I want to. I've always been this way. And I just can't wrap my brain around not being able to do what I want when I want (laughs) for the next probably 18 years and that scares the crap out of me but I've also always had this missing piece of me that's always searching for something bigger than me and always searching for a bigger purpose in life and I just now feel like God's like this is your purpose like your purpose is to be a mother it's to learn how to not be selfish and to live for someone else because I've never done that before I would like to think I'm a good friend and I'm there for my people and I do what I can for my people. But at the same time, it's also my day-to-day solely revolves around me and that's it. Yeah, but you see what, what you're saying right now, I think is so important for girls to hear because it's okay that like, this is, this happens. Like I think people see on social media or they see just like from their families and whatnot that like, being pregnant is 
quite often something that comes after marriage or at least after like an engagement or a long-term serious relationship. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about your relationship as well. And we'll get into all that more toward the end, but usually childbirth is something that's for the most part planned for or wanted, if not planned for, it's like, you know what, I really want kids anyway. So why not get started? And no one's really online saying the truth of like, this was so unexpected and not even sure if I even wanted to ever have kids. Like it's such a taboo thing to say. I feel like automatically, as soon as someone gets pregnant, we jump right into being like, but it's a blessing and it's a good thing. And like, that's true. It is a blessing. And I know you're going to be a good mother. And I know that this is going to be the best change like of your life. I know that this is now something that you're excited about and now something that you want, but it is normal at the same time to also be scared as fuck and to be like, now what? Like my whole life goes from napping at 12 o'clock in the afternoon to now being exhausted and whatnot. And I would, I would say that that's a real thing that goes on in a lot of women and girls' minds, but they feel shame to say that. They feel like they can't express that. Yeah. And that's never going to be who I am. I am going to be so completely honest during this entire thing. Cause I don't think there's enough of it. I don't think for someone like me to get pregnant, who was already terrified of ever having kids getting pregnant, there's no one out there who's honest about being fearful. Everyone's like, Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Like motherhood is amazing. It's beautiful. Your kids are the best thing that ever happened to you. No one's out here. Like, no, like I actually had to grieve and I had to feel like my world was ending and I still don't know if it's going to be okay. Like I, I spent the last two months, two and a half months crying, looking back on old pictures, like genuinely grieving the old person that I was, because I know that's not who I can continue to be anymore. If I want to be a good mother, my standard of a good mother, not anyone else's, but I just had this overwhelming sense of like dying almost like I felt like I died and that sounds so dramatic but it seriously is something that people probably go through and just don't talk about because they feel like it's wrong to talk about it yeah I was literally talking about having a funeral for myself like that's how deeply (laughs) like sad I was and trying to figure out a way to like cope with it Wow. I didn't even think about it like that. It's literally like mourning the loss of the version of you that you know. And I think even speaking for myself, a lot of women in general are really like longing for for a kid and really want to have kids. You know that about me. And there, I would say so many women, millions of women out there are like really trying to get pregnant, wanting to become a mother. And for whatever reasons that they're not able to at the moment, and you still don't realize even no matter how badly you want it, you still are actually getting rid of like a version of your life because that's it. Like you can't, not to say that you can't still be yourself, but you can't be that selfish, youthful, young version of yourself that's allowed to just go out and party and like do whatever, pick up and travel. Look at you. You have moved 500 times. You travel a lot. You're like you said, you just can live life for you. And even someone who desperately wants a kid is still going to one day, like look back, like you said, on those old pictures and kind of mourn a loss of a version of them that stopped existing once they were pregnant. 
it's the craziest experience ever. And speaking of people who desperately want kids and maybe are like trying and just not having the luck, um, that was a huge part of my mourning process because I felt so guilty. Mm -hmm. I was like, how is someone like me who's so unprepared, so uneducated, someone who has always said they didn't want kids, how do I get chosen to be a mother when there are so many women out there that are in pain and crying every single day because all they want, all they're praying for is a child. And I'm over here crying because I have a child. Like it's such a crazy thing to process, especially when you are surrounded by people who you personally know who can't get pregnant right now. And it's a emotional thing for for both ends I guess but the guilt was like eating me alive for a minute and I just had to like remain in my faith and be like God chose me for a reason and I just have to lean into that and know that I can't feel guilty because I I didn't didn't choose this yeah no I mean and you wouldn't you would never take from something like I know you you'd be like you have it (laughs) you this is you all you like I'm good you can have it so if it were that type of situation where it's like the last chip in the bag and you're like no trust me you have the chip like I don't want it if it were that simple I think that's what you would do Um, And I know, I know that you did feel like you had a lot of emotions and going to your original reaction. Well, at least I was the next day, I will say maybe I wasn't your exact original reaction, but the next day when you called me, I will never forget that. So first of all, I want to say, I just would like to go on the record here as the best friend I knew. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. You texted me at 9am. Are you awake? And I'm like, this bitch is pregnant. You, so I said, yes, obviously. And you were like, FaceTime me when you can sit down. And naturally, because I did just wake up, I was on the toilet. So I was sitting down. So I FaceTimed you on the toilet in that exact moment. As soon as I looked at your face, what did I say? You're pregnant. <laughs> I looked at your face. I said, bitch, you're pregnant. And you just started bawling. Like you started bawling. I don't think I spoke for like a minute. Like I, I don't even, I, I say, oh my God, I don't even remember because I feel like we both kind of blacked out. But at the same time, I do remember every single detail. Like I just remember us sitting there in silence, you crying. And I actually even remember that you sent me a video of that you took when you did literally find out in the moment and you were legit hyperventilating with the test in your hand, like actually freaking out in the exact moment. So it was a lot. Walk us through this, the finding out process, because I think that going into taking the test, you were confident that it was negative, but you were taking it to like make sure, but you were like expecting to see a no or, or a negative rather. So then when you see a positive, what were you thinking from there? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. I, I think it took 30 seconds to process because it was the darkest positive I have ever seen in my life. And it happened within 20 seconds. So I remember being in my bathroom, I dropped to the floor and I was just like literally screaming, no, I was like, no, 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 no. Like this could not be happening. No, I can't do this. And I remember being on my hands and knees on the floor, praying like, God, if this is, if this is a false positive, I will be celibate. I will do anything. I will never sin again. I will, I will give my life to you and never question it. I ran I was in tears hysterically crying got in my car went to CVS in my pajamas hysterically crying running through the aisles grabbing a bunch of pregnancy tests going home I took every single one back to back to back to back all positive all within two seconds so at that point um I was like my life is over and that was my initial thought went to my friend's house down the street because I took a test because we were going to have a wine night and I was like, something's not right. I just need to make sure. So I get there. I pull out the positive test. I break down again. And in all honesty, I said, will you come with me to get an abortion in the morning? And why am I going to cry? <laughs> I just was so scared. And this was never part of my plan. Like my plan was to be single and it was to travel and live my life and I just had moved to Tampa I just got my first apartment by myself for the first time and I just watched every plan I had kind of go out the window and the mix of emotions like wouldn't stop so then 
she she has a child the person's house I went to and she honestly was the best place I could have gone in the moment and she's like no matter what I'll support you and this was every one of my best friend's reactions was I'm here for you no matter what but I don't believe in abortion that I don't I've always said if I got pregnant I wouldn't get an abortion I would trust God's plan so in that moment it was the most conflicting feeling I've ever had because I had two choices I had what I think is the moral thing to do and I had the selfish thing that I've always done choose myself over anything else and I just had to sleep on it honestly because I called one of my best friends and I was like can you please come here can you fly here tomorrow she booked the flight she got here the next day she was fully expecting to land and go to an abortion clinic and I picked her up and I was like I can't do it I'm keeping the baby and I'm gonna make it work and I think this has a lot to do with praying about it and I'll get personal again, not that this isn't personal, but um, my mom was adopted and my dad literally breaks down and cries over the thought that her birth mom could have gotten an abortion because she was really, really, really young. And that would have been the easier route, right? Um, And she didn't. And she instead gave my mom up for adoption. My dad cries over it every time he thinks about it so that was in the back of my mind also and I just was like I I can't go through with it I don't know how I would ever live with myself and I understand that there are thousands and thousands of women that choose to do that and I have no judgment against that at all like I personally know friends who have done it and it's everyone's personal choice but I just don't believe that I would be able to live the rest of my life knowing and my first sonogram I was like holy shit I am so happy that I decided to stick this out no matter how scared I am no matter how much I feel like my life is ending I'm able to bring life into this world and it is the craziest thing ever but it took me a few days to even process that I was keeping the baby because there was a full 24 hours where I was like no I don't want this. I'm not doing it. But I woke up the next day and I was like, no, I already love this baby and I don't know how, but it's not going anywhere. Wow. First of all, full body chills. My eyes were like welling up with tears. It's so crazy when you put it out there saying I have two choices and that's to go with this and to change my life in the way that God is calling me or to do what I've always done, get the same result I've always done, do the selfish thing I've always done, put myself first, like I've always done. And, you know, nothing changes because I'm not doing anything for anybody else. I just stay the same way. I just stay exactly the way I always am. And when you really put it out there, like that's the difference between having the baby and having the abortion. It's like a mind blowing thing of like, wow, that's so it's such a I don't know if like a metaphor or whatever it might be but when you look at it like that that really paints an insane picture to me of like the two choices that you had in front of you I almost felt like I could physically see it like choosing it like I could physically see you like selecting it you know what I mean 
Yeah. And that's actually how I felt because I was playing both out in my brain. Like I was picturing a life with a baby and raising a child and being a mother. And I was also picturing my life on the other side of it. And all I saw was partying and doing the things that I've always done. I'm like, that's not fulfilling me now. It's not going to fulfill me in a year, two years, three years from now, but bringing life into this world. And as much as I never thought I would ever want it, that is a thousand times more fulfilling than living a life of emptiness and like meeting random guys and going out to the bars. Cause that really is the life I'm giving up. I have no real responsibilities. I have no real anyone to answer to. And when I really took a step back and took my emotions out of it, it was the most logical thing for me to do simply because if I'm not fulfilled now in my life, why would I continue down the path that's leading me essentially nowhere of significance? Yeah. And I do remember when you called me that morning and, you know, when I think abortion was still a little bit of an option and I, and I said the same, exactly what you just said. Like I said the same thing, like, you know, would I do it? No. And it's easy to say no, because I'm not in those shoes, but knowing the position that you were in, it does start to make you almost like question your morals or almost start to step back and see from a different perspective of like, now I kind of get like, I kind of get why it really is an option because when you feel that hopeless and helpless, it's very scary to be like, well, I have no choice and I have to go through this. I have no choice. And of course, while I agree and support your decision to have not gone that route, I think I would have supported that decision either way, because you really don't realize until you're in that situation that like, sometimes people feel like they can't go that route. They don't have that choice. And I know we did talk in that phone call. I feel like we talked about literally everything so quickly. And I remember bringing up like finances and talking about that. And like, I think some people look at it even just from that lens forget the going out forget drinking or partying or guys and singleness forget any of that it becomes a huge financial responsibility that some people are not financially prepared for and I just remember talking through every single thing with you and in that moment you really do start to step back and peel back that that lens and be like you know what maybe I should maybe you know but it was only a few short hours after that that something changed and after we FaceTimed I texted you so like in that afternoon I texted you how are you doing and I just remember you responded that you just spoke to your parents and you just told your parents because they didn't know when we first spoke and you were like and now I feel so much better. Like I feel excited. I feel good because I'm so supported. Like my parents, you know, it's a shock and they're freaked out a little bit, but they're also really supportive and they're with me, you know, along the way. How did your mindset officially change? You were starting to say, you know what, I'm going to keep it. But of course you were still scared. So after speaking to your parents, what was that like? What was that support like? Like, how important was that in your decision of like, 
you know, I'm, I'm ready for this. My parents have always been such a huge influence in my life. So every decision I make, I, at 25, I'm still like kind of looking for validation from them. So I called my mom and after her almost fainting, um, she was like, we'll do whatever it takes. Like you can come home, we'll figure it out. And my dad was immediately excited. So it took probably a few days for it to process for everybody, but just hearing them be like, you know, we'll support you. We, we have your back. You always have us, you know, that just made me a little bit more confident because I, not that I was scared they wouldn't be supportive because I know they would have been supportive. Um, but just hearing it made a big difference of like, okay, I can do this. I have their, I don't want to say blessing, but like I have their, you know, validation. And that was a huge part because I was so scared to tell them. Like I did not know how I was going to tell them because it's not something that we were trying for or expecting or wanting or anything. So I didn't do one of those cute like boxes or one of those cute things for them. They got a hysterically crying daughter on the phone saying I'm pregnant. And I think as much of a shock it was for everyone, it was also so exciting at the same time. So feeling excited with them made a huge difference in how I felt. Yeah. And speaking of support and also not preparing, let's talk about baby daddy. Let's talk about your man slash baby daddy. Are we, are we going full boyfriend title? Like are we full boyfriend? As soon as I found out, I was like, me and you, we're back together. (laughs) You're my boyfriend now, by the way. (laughs) Okay. So your now boyfriend then is also your ex boyfriend let let's talk about this because you were together for years and then you were like no good like blocked all that typical relationship modern day love story then the unblock happened and then you were friendly or maybe a little more than friendly hence the situation that we're in right now so now you're back together like you said you're we're all in on this and and it happened in a very unexpected way so break this down for us explain to us how you got from point a to now point z i would say we went through the whole alphabet here okay so i had him blocked on everything since probably february so in february i blocked him phone number instagram facebook um i might have even blocked his venmo like i had him blocked on everything tiktok and he found out I was moving out of New York and back to Florida. And we had 10 days between the day he texted me and the day I was leaving. He texted my work phone. I don't know why I didn't block him on my work phone. I just didn't expect him to text me at all. So he texted me asking to see our dog before I left. And I remember getting that text and my stomach literally coming out of my ass and being like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should let him see the dog. Do I tell him to come over when I'm not home to see him? So I ended up answering and saying, all I said was, how do you know I'm moving? Like, I wanted no part of this conversation. I just wanted to be kind of a bitch. So I answered and we are neighbors. We live in the same neighborhood. We live about seven houses apart. We live in a community where it's one way in, one way out. So I was getting home right after he texted me and he was pulling out. So he stopped his car in front of mine and I got out of my car. I was like, 
what's up? And he was like, so can I see Jameson? Can I not? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm going out tonight and you can stop by later to say goodbye to him. So I got drunk that night and I was like, come pick me up. So he picked me up from the bar and we ended up spending the whole night together. We went out for drinks. We had a great time. And I was like, wow, like I kind of miss having him in my life. So the next day I let him see Jameson. And from then on, he was very respectful and he was like, okay, I saw Jameson. Do you want me to leave you alone? You can reblock my number, whatever. And I was like, you know what? If you can be respectful and if we can be civil, I won't reblock you. You can see Jameson whenever you want before I leave. But once I leave, I'm gone. And then I had some of my stuff at his house in Pennsylvania because that's when we broke up. We stored everything at his dad's like extra house because they had a big garage. Anyway, I was like, I really want my juicer. I want my artwork. Can you take me to go get it? This was like two days after unblocking him. So we went up to get my stuff and I got pregnant um, that night. <laughs> and I obviously had no idea. We were very careful, by the way. So I don't even know how this happened. So we left, came back, whatever. And he's like, do you want me to pack everything for you? I was like, sure. So he packed all of my stuff, did everything for me. And he knew I was going to be driving to Florida with the dog, the cat, all my stuff, the car, whatever. And he's like, do you want me to drive your stuff down for you? And you can fly. I was like, you would really do that. You would drive the dog, the cat, my car, everything. And I could fly. He's like a hundred percent. So I said, all right, I'll take you up on that. I booked my flight. Everything was set in stone. And my mom was like, Allie, you are such an asshole. You are getting in the car with him. You are not flying. So I ended up driving down with him and we just had like good conversation. Like I noticed so much change in him, but regardless, I didn't want to be with him. Like I didn't want a relationship. I, all I wanted was to be alone. So as helpful as he was and as great as of a time I had with him, I just wanted to be alone. He stayed with me for a few days, helped me unpack, did everything. My boxes got delivered from the movers. And he said, do you want me to come down and unpack everything for you? And I said, sure. So he booked a flight to come down to unpack everything for me. And then he left. Two days after he left, I took the pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant. I called him and he was just so calm, cool, and collected. He's like, all right, we'll figure this out we got it. And he does not believe in abortion. He didn't even believe it was an option. He did not see it as anything that was even a possibility when I told him I was thinking of it. He's like, I will take the child. I will do everything. You don't have to be in the baby's life. Please don't do this. I'll take the kid. Knowing how bad he wanted it, it gave me so much reassurance because I know he's going to be the best dad. Even when I hated his guts and I talked shit about him and I had him blocked, I always said he'd be the best dad. So yeah, the day I told them, I said, all right, we're back together. You're my boyfriend and we're going to get married. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, you don't have a choice here. Like we are now together. And he wanted to be back together anyway, before any of this. So, um, that, that is the chaos. Yeah. I mean, listen, first of all, it's important to note that like he wasn't, they didn't have some like terrible, terrible relationship. They were young and just like everybody else nowadays, it's like, listen, if we're 
not on the same page. And if we're not going to work out, I want nothing to do with you and you're blocked. So it's not like he was the Grim Reaper. You know, he wasn't like no. the worst person in the world. I but- blocked him because he posted another girl. That's yeah, why I like They had their differences. They were both moving on. And she's like, I want you out of my life. And so like, that was really that. Not to say that like, you know, she thought they were ever going to get back together, but it's not like they were mortal enemies. It was just like, I want nothing to do with you because you're my ex and like, I need to move on with my life. And, you know, what I also think is really important to note is that without, obviously you guys got pregnant quite quickly, but you didn't know. So without knowing that you were pregnant, he was already making the changes in him that you needed to see. He was already stepping up as the man that you always wanted him to be. He was treating you the way that you deserved to be treated. He was giving you mature respect and all like making gestures for you and doing things for you that when you were in a relationship, you wanted from him. So he was doing these things and finally showing you like, okay, so I think the wheels were turning subconsciously, even when you were like, no, but we're just friends you beforehand wanted nothing to do with him as a friend and then when you start to see him like being the man that you always knew he had the potential to be you're like okay I am open to being friends with you and whatnot so he was already showing up in the way that you knew you wanted him to do always so I think a lot of girls see pregnancies and even like engagement rings as a way to keep a man, trap a man and change a man and get what they want from him. Like they think, you know, this shitty boyfriend who doesn't treat me right is always out with other girls and whatnot. If I get pregnant, he'll stop seeing other girls. He'll stop partying and he'll be with me. If I force him to like, you know, get engaged, if I keep asking about engagement and marriage and and then we do that, he'll stop cheating, he'll stop being this dick. No, instead they end up engaged in a shitty relationship or they end up in a terrible marriage or they end up having trouble with a deadbeat baby daddy because he wants nothing to do with her and doesn't want to be involved with her. But the that's in a case where you really can't trust the man. It's almost just like, I want these things and I'm going to make you give me these, these things whether you want it or not. But with him, he wanted these things with you and was showing you that he could be what you want before getting like before knowing that you are pregnant so this was not like oh he's only stepping up now it's not like well you got pregnant so now he's being better now you got pregnant so now he's the man that you want so this is not some ploy that's like it works get knocked up and he'll be the man you want yeah it just happens to be like impeccable timing like truly this is god's timing and god's plan because it Obviously, it could have gone better, but um, it couldn't have gone better for the circumstances because there was not one moment during the unblocking to getting finding out I was pregnant where I doubted the changes he made when we were not together. It was like a constant thing that he did for himself. He didn't change for me. He, in both of our minds, we were never getting back together. We were never going to be anything. We went on our separate paths and our separate journeys and he made the changes for himself. Like he truly went and did him and he is now 
the man I wanted him to be without me being like, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z to keep me. He, he did it for him. And I think that's the only way a man will ever truly change is if he wants to change, if he wants to do it. And I think this would be a very different situation if we didn't split and he didn't change. If he came back to me and wanted to be friends, the way our relationship was, we wouldn't be friends. We would have never been in this position. And if we happened to be, we would be co-parenting. He was never horrible. He was never this monster, but we didn't work together. We were not a team. And now it's like, it just, it's different. It's different because I think we both changed a lot. Yeah. Well, first of all, you were together for what, four years? Yeah. So you were really young when you started being together. You broke up for a decent amount of time that a lot of things change in that time. So, I mean, you started dating at what, 20 years old, and then now you're 25 years old. Like it's, I would say for myself, who I was at 20 and 21 was absolutely not who I was at 25. That those seasons of your life are just so different that it is believable that people are not who they want to be when they're, you know, in their younger 20s versus when they're in their mid 20s. I would say that's pretty fair to say that, you know, people do make those changes. And I think it's normal. Right. And when we both started dating, I mean, he was in the military, I was in college, like, both of those things are so revolved around partying. Like, it's crazy. We both came together when we were both drinking a lot. And that is something that we bonded over. There was just changes that needed to be made on both ends. And we both needed to go figure out what we wanted as individuals. Because if you want different things in life, if you want to live different lifestyles, you're not compatible and it's not going to work. It's never going to work. So it's just something we both need to figure out on our own. And now we happen to like really want the same things. And that is why it's going to work now when it didn't before. Yeah. And exactly what you said. It's like God's timing and whatnot. I want to talk about the actual pregnancy because you're basically at 11 weeks, basically through your first trimester. How has this time been for you? Horrible. Like I, like obviously mentally tough, but I have been so nauseous, so turned off by food, mm-hmm. sleeping. The, there was, I think from week seven to nine, I feel like it was longer than that, maybe seven to 10. All I did was sleep. I could only eat like ice pops and bread. And the smell of everything would make me so sick. And I was just like, I don't know how people do this. Like, why does no one talk about how miserable it is? And maybe people do, and I just don't pay attention, but it was really hard. Like I couldn't work. I really could not even look at my phone because I was sleeping 12 hours a day. And then also through the night. So I was awake for maybe two to three hours out of the whole day. And during that time, I was so nauseous, I couldn't even sit up. Um, It was pretty miserable. Starting like three days ago, I feel really good. I have way more energy, I would not be able to sit and do this a week ago, because I would probably either fall asleep or throw up. So it's much better now. I am able to eat like actual meals. I finally started wanting like steak. I have not had chicken or fish or anything in months because I just couldn't even stand the smell of it. But other than that, I mean, 
other than, other than all of that terrible stuff I just said it's been great <laughs> yeah I can't even say it's been great like I won't even lie like it wasn't great I feel good now I've never woken up in the middle of the night to pee before I wake up every single night to pee in the middle of the night I'm like is this how it's gonna be it's training me to wake up for the baby in the middle of the night that's actually crazy because I would think that you would wake up in the middle of the night when the baby is heavy and light like lowering like onto your like bladder but it's literally the tiniest little thing so I can't even yeah. imagine like how it's actually pushing on your bladder like that I have no I have no idea but I can feel like like it feels like I have butterflies like when I got the sonogram you can the baby moves like a jumping bean it is the most active thing I've ever seen so I can randomly get like butterflies I'm like oh there's baby Oh, okay. So your first trimester ish, a little bit less, maybe was, was hard, but I, I will say you did text me the other day being like, I literally feel like a new person. So I think that you're at least giving hope to people that are in that terrible first, you know, phase that it, it gets better than it started. It just feels like butterflies after that. <laughs> it just feels like, I don't know. It feels so strange, but I've never been so happy to be able to like get ready and get dressed. This is my first time. It looks like I'm wearing a t-shirt. I have a dress on too. Um, this is my first time putting clothes on since May. <laughs> like literally. Makeup. Yeah. And makeup. I haven't worn any makeup. I haven't done my hair. My mom was like, you really need to get yourself together. Like you cannot, you cannot do this. You're going to feel so much better once you look better. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks. No, it, it it is true though. Even just like in life in general, like you feel better when you look better. And I I will also say like, if when I'm pregnant, I'm going to sleep all day, I'm definitely down because I do that now. I Being awake for two hours a day is probably my dream life. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm down for that. Um, but aside from the physicalness, my last question for you is mentally, how are you feeling? Where are you at today? How does this whole experience like feel? Has it, has it really like sunk in yet? Um. Kind of, but also kind of not. I think now that I'm showing a little, like I feel that's a huge mental struggle for me, actually. Um, mentally, I have spent so much time getting in really good shape and like losing weight and being really fit that watching my body change is actually really hard. And I know a lot of people say it's beautiful and you're growing a child. Like my mom gets mad at me every time I say I feel so fat. But it's really strange to watch yourself grow and you can't stop it. Like you can't control it. There's nothing you can do. And it's just a really weird mental shift that I have to make. Other than that, I am excited. I am feeling really good and feeling really supported by like every single person that knows. I mean, this, you're going to be listening to this two days after I announce to everyone, like no one knows right now as we're recording this. So I'm actually really terrified to announce it. And I'm just literally announcing it and turning my phone off and disappearing for the weekend. Why do you feel so like scared to announce it? Is it like a judgment thing? Yeah, I think it's judgment. I think it's guilt at the same time. Like I'm still not fully past the guilt of, I don't know. I don't have a weird thing about sharing good news. But when it comes to such a sensitive topic, 
I just feel I've never had to do this before. I've never had to share good news in an area that someone or lots of people are like so sad about. So do you feel like you have, I don't want to, I don't want to say this like in a way to offend you whatsoever, but do you feel like you have a little bit of imposter syndrome? Like this is like, I'm not good enough for this or something like that. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people look at me like a crazy, even though I don't really post like my craziness online too much. A lot of people look at me like I'm this young immature kind of just going with the wind I've never shown any sort of stability in my life I've never actually had stability in my life ever so I think that is a huge part of feeling guilty is like how am I going to somehow find stability in my life for this child and a huge shift I have to make and I think a lot of people are gonna be like how are you gonna do it like how are you going to make this work when you can't even stay in one place for three months <laughs> so yeah I mean you do move pretty much every season she has a summer winter spring fall apartment <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but she does move a lot but you know what I think stability is more mental than it is physical because you have stability you mentally you're you're locked into this now and I feel like because you could be nervous all you want but because your mindset has completely decided like this is the life I'm choosing that in itself is already a huge journey because there are people who are at your place right now 11 weeks going on 12 weeks that still don't even know what they're going to do so the fact that you are already like locked in you're you're aware and you know what you're doing like that in itself is a huge thing aside from that you have more stability than maybe people online think because online people see that you move a lot and you're so free-spirited but for the people who know you like me I know that you have an amazing support system your parents your siblings like your brother your family in general your boyfriend I mean he's a lifer like he's in it he has an amazing family his family is just as excited so you already have like your family and the in-law family that's in it to win it with this and then of course on top of that you have your friends and like I mean me I feel like this is also my child like I'm literally the first thing you said was like all right let's raise this baby we're gonna raise this baby like we're doing this like I kept saying we because I like I never want you to feel like this is a you thing I want you to know like because at that time you you and him weren't together and I'm like I don't know what he's gonna do I don't know if he's gonna turn around and be like I'm not doing this with you. So I'm like, I'll do it. (laughs) I'll step up to the plate. Like I got this. So, you know, like you do have friends who are, are right alongside you. And so I think you have more stability than you credit yourself for. And then people on social media would know, but you know what? These people don't know you. They don't know your life. So I understand the imposter syndrome a little bit, which is why I thought maybe that's how you're feeling. But for the most part, I think like, you know, you're good. This is this is going to be so much better than anybody will understand. I mean, I'm so thankful for the support system I have because it really is crazy. Every single one of my best friends his family, like his family's so excited. His grandma's reaction was just so cute. And she's like, oh, I'm going to be a great grandma. Like everyone is truly so excited that 
it makes it more exciting and it makes me feel more confident in my ability. Like I've heard it, it takes a village and I truly do have a village. Like I have the best people in my life and I'm so thankful for it because I know I would not be feeling this confident and this excited if it wasn't for every single person that knows already, because not one person wasn't excited for me once I told them I'm excited. Yeah, no. Uh, as soon as you said, like, I'm ready, I'm like, me too. <laughs> I'm also ready. <laughs> Every day you're like, so are you moving back? Are you moving back? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, no, I was nervous because knowing you, you scared me. I'm like, this bitch is going to stay in Tampa and she's going to do this by herself. She's going to make it so hard on herself. Like, you really were scaring me. I was texting you legit every day. Like, so did you break your lease yet? So did you get an apartment yet? Like, what are you doing? And maybe that's annoying, but honestly, deep down, I was like actually scared that you were going to stay in Tampa. So I'm like, there's no way. Like, no one's there. Stop <laughs> staying there. Come back. Yeah, there was a minute where I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to my old apartment downtown and I'm going to live with a doorman and I'm going to be okay and I can do this. And I woke up, I was like, I am literally, I woke up, I texted my boyfriend and I said, we are going to New York. We are staying in New York and we're going to have family. And he's like, what happened to Tampa? I'm like, it's not in the question. I'm coming home because yeah. <laughs> he, he was living in New York. Like he wasn't even in Tampa. So yeah. I just couldn't even, I woke up, I said, going home. That's it. Broke my lease that day. But I, I know that you're impulsive and I know that you're free spirited and, you know, you go with the wind. But I also think when you set your mind to something, you do it and you accomplish it. And I think that's it. Like, look, you moved back in a matter of two weeks and, you know, you're you're already making huge changes. And so, yeah, I think you you are capable of literally anything that you set your mind to. So I'm excited. I know you're excited. I'm also now excited for people to know and then to be out. It was like our little secret. The biggest um, secret I've ever kept. Yeah. And let me just say, because you know what? I'm obviously going to comment and I'm going to post and all your stuff, but I cannot stand the girls who post, who comment being, you know what I'm going to say. The girls who comment being like, the hardest secret I've ever had to keep. Like, you're so annoying. The hardest secret. Like, they when they make this whole thing about them on yes. social media, I honestly get infuriated. I, I just saw it on someone's post, I think yesterday. And the girl was like, oh my God, finally the world knows. I'm like, I'm glad you knew. too, <laughs> sister. I know I'm like thinking about how I'm gonna post it because it's like obviously I know duh but at the same time I get so cringe when people do that the people you've been lying to for me being like I don't know what's happening I don't know oh, yeah that's another thing if you're listening to this and asking about Ali's whereabouts this, I've been lying to you because everyone's like Ali's moving again Ali is back with um her man like I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> She's <there>. crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, that Allie. So unstable, isn't she? <laughs> well, Allie, the girls are going to want to follow you on your pregnancy and new mama journey. So where can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram at Alexandra Rose Munch. No space, no caps, just all one word. And then I'll probably share a lot on TikTok. Um, just Alexandra Rose on there. And gonna be a journey so buckle up with me i'm excited i am very excited thank you so much for giving me the honor of sharing your story thanks for having me bye 
Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land, so we're told, but we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 